Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Everybody, this is Trevor Davis, lead wealth coach up here at Total Wealth Academy. Back after last week, I was off for Wednesday and I'm back live today. So thank you all so much for tuning in. I want to start off with our Albert Einstein quote, which is, of course, the measure of intelligence is the ability to change. We are not static beings. We are individuals that are capable of great change no matter at what phase of life we are at. And certainly, no matter how entrenched we believe our habits have become, a lot of us are convincing ourselves that we're stuck in a chain of bad habits that we cannot break out of, or we are deciding to be delusional about bad habits and pretending like they're not that bad when you have to look at the results that come with it. Is this something that makes you happier? Is this something that makes you wealthier? Is this something that makes your body healthier? Or is it something that makes your body worse off? Now, I want to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is the blue zones, the diet and exercise nutritional conception of how people around the world are living more likely to the age of 90 and 100. And living to the age of full-on 100 is extraordinary. It's very, very rare, even at this point. But more and more centenarians are becoming centenarians these days. We are living longer overall, especially the people that make it towards the end phase of life with healthier bodies, more active lifestyles, and better diet. Now, the blue zones is so interesting to me because this is all it's all based on research by a, a man named Dr. Dan Butner, and he was just finding out patterns. What are the patterns that are present in certain parts of the world where people are consistently living longer than other places? And the significance is so stark because you have some parts that are right next to other areas where people are living average amounts of time. So there's a lot to be said here about the lifestyle choices. Of course, genetics is at play as well. We all start with a certain genetic profile given to us by our moms and dads. But so much of what we see in life comes from our choices, our decision to commit to a diet that does not cause problems, that's not filled with things we don't really want to be putting in our bodies. One of the blue zones is in Okinawa, Japan. I think most people already know that the Japanese are some of the longest-lived people on Earth with their average lifespans pushing towards 90 already, mid-80s to 90s for women especially. 
and I've mentioned this before, but women live longer than men. So every person listening to this, if you are a woman, you need to make sure that you are planning financially even more strongly than the men are because you're going to be here longer than we are. So you're going to have a longer retirement. You're going to have more bills as a result in retirement. So you need to have the fire under your butt a little bit hotter because of that fact. Make sure that you are getting prepared for the time when you do not want to work or cannot work any longer. Same for men, but it's even more important for women because women live longer all over the world, everywhere women live longer. So in Okinawa, Japan, really the most interesting thing about the diet is that it's overwhelmingly carbohydrates. And back when I started hearing about the Atkins diet, which was talking about low-carb, high-protein, that didn't make sense to me, and it still doesn't make sense to me. And to take it with a grain of salt, I'm not the doctor that Dr. Atkins was, but from everything that I studied in nutrition, and as was told to me by my nutrition professor in college, who was a full-on PhD as well, she was saying that carbohydrates need to be the foundation of the healthiest diet. The complex carbohydrates provide tons of energy. They're sourced from extremely healthy products, and they're very easy to digest. So 90% of the Okinawan diet in Japan is complex carbohydrates. 90% of their caloric intake on a daily basis is from complex carbohydrates. And in their case, it's a very distinct type of sweet potato called the Okinawan sweet potato that forms the majority of what they eat calorie-wise. And when you look at a plate of what they serve, and I have a picture of it right here, it's a very colorful arrangement because you've got some spinach here, You've got some broccoli, you've got some carrots, you've got some good brown rice, you've got mushrooms. You've got just a very rich, freshly harvested selection of food. And it's overwhelmingly the complex carbohydrates. And just to make sure that we're clear before we proceed today, none of these people are vegetarians. None of these people are vegans. Now, some of them may be, but the average person in any of these blue zones is not a vegetarian or vegan. Now, I want to put that consideration out there because I'm a pescatarian now. I've been pescatarian now successfully for six months, and I choose to do so because I don't want to eat cow. I don't want to eat chicken, turkey, or pork. I don't support industrial farming. I don't support the impact that it has upon the planet and the amount of land that it requires to take up. And when we talk about the amount of land it takes up, just quick note, the total amount of land that it takes to raise all the crops and all of the cattle fields and animal fields in the world takes up an amount of space equal to the entire continent of North America. 
okay, actually, it's a bit bigger. It's actually the continents of North America and South America. The entire Western Hemisphere is all dedicated space-wise to meat production, including the crops. So that's something that I just want to throw out there before we continue with the Blue Zones. Um, I would love for anybody to call in about this, 281-558-5738. We're going to get back from the break and continue our discussion on Blue Zones today, so stay tuned. money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. We are going over primarily nutrition today, and I want to start the second segment with the invitation to our Caribbean Fest on Saturday. If you are listening now, you probably have registered already or have heard about it already, but if you have not registered for Saturday, there are a couple of seats left And by a couple, I mean about a few dozen at this point, because we're really about to hit our full capacity. So if you want to have a chance to come on Saturday, go to TotalWealth.com forward slash expo and sign up now. You need to go do this now because we literally are about to hit our capacity. If you want to learn about the passive investments, if you want to get to talk to Steve and you want to meet Dragan Tchaikovsky from the Tony Robbins group, he's going to be there on Saturday. He's going to be the second to last presenter. And this event starts at 9 a.m. You really want to get here at 8.30-ish or earlier if you can because you're going to want to find a seat and actually be able to sit down most likely because if it gets full, it's going to be standing room only. We already have our contingency plan for expanding out into the front area with the TV activated. That's how many people we have. 9 to 12 is a speaking portion. 12 o'clock, speaking portion ends. We go up to the top of the parking garage, and you get to talk to the vendors, and you get to try some of Trevor's beer, my beer that I brewed for this. I've got two batches of the Jamaican Ale. I've got the special batch of the Jamaican Ale, which I'm going to call the Captain's Reserve, and then I have the IPA, one batch of that. And we're going to have the food. We're going to have the tacos. You do need to sign up for what food you want because we have to make sure that we have enough if you're going to come. So head to TotalWealthAcademy.com forward slash expo. That's going to take you to the link, and you're going to get to sign up there. Guests are welcome. Members, of course, are welcome. Members, you can bring guests. Please sign up, though, before you get there because we want to make sure we have enough food for everybody. Now, Let's get back to the Blue Zones. We just talked about this interesting point that I just want to kind of throw out there that none of the Blue Zone people are, by default, vegetarian, pescatarian, or vegan. They actually consume meat still. Now, the catch here, though, is that with the Okinawan specifically, only 4% 
of their calories overall are coming from meat, eggs, dairy, and even fish. So that's only one out of 25 calories are coming from the animal product foods. So what I'm really getting at here is that my selection to be a pescatarian is my own choice. I not I don't believe that everybody has to do that, but this is something that I do support. But you don't have to do that to get these results of living to 90 or 100 either. You can eat a reasonable amount of meat and that's not going to be an issue even if it's red meat based on this research. You know, too much red meat is probably too bad based on the information that I've seen over and over again. But a little bit of red meat every now and then, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to keep you from living to the age of 90 or 100. So let's talk also about the fitness approach. Um, because it gets very interesting as I get older and the conversation shifts when it comes to gaining weight, becoming overweight, and becoming obese. And what I mean by that is that you'll get input, to put it politely, from people all of the time about your weight. I'm not an exception. Nobody I know is an exception. And today with a conversation with somebody that I very much love and respect, even they sometimes provide input that's reflective of severe states of delusion. When the goalpost keeps moving for somebody that's still maintaining their weight, it starts to not make sense to me. You know, I've been fortunate enough through my practice of my diet and exercise to maintain a healthy weight and a fit level of muscle ever since I hit puberty. So that's been the past good 15 years. And ever since I graduated high school, people told me that I was going to gain weight. They first said the freshman 15. You know, you get to college, you start to get a little depressed because now you're an adult and you're not exactly sure what you're doing sometimes. You're not a kid anymore. And you don't, it's not necessarily the required response, but that seems to happen to a lot of people where you gain 15 pounds during your freshman year, the freshman 15. And I kept, honestly, waiting for it to happen. It didn't happen during freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, or senior year. So then it became, as you get into your 20s, as you start working, you're going to gain weight. You're going to gain 20, 30 pounds because now you have to work. You're in the working world. You're not going to be able to go to the gym as much. You're going to gain weight now. Okay, graduating college, I'm 22, 23, still not gaining weight just magically out of nowhere simply because I'm in the adult world and I'm working a job and I didn't necessarily have the time to always go to the gym. So now I'm 30 years old. I'm officially in my 30s. I'm still the same weight that I've been 
since high school. And it blows people's minds when I tell them about what I like to eat because I am a flavor fiend. I love extremely rich desserts. I love huge, elaborate, richly flavored, fat-filled meals. I love pasta. I love dairy. I eat a lot of very high-calorie stuff. And for some reason, that means I have to be obese or overweight or out of shape. And when I tell people the reason I can do this is simply because I stay active, it's like I just basically was trying to explain theoretical physics to them at a Ph.D. scholarly level. The light goes out of their eyes. They look, they look like I've just given them the most confusing bit of information ever or I was trying to speak ancient Egyptian to them. Well, this is what I do. First off, I'm not the most active individual out there. I am not the person that goes to the gym on a daily basis. I don't go to the gym every day. I don't go to the gym sometimes some weeks. Last week, I, to be, I'm literally so sore that I took a week off from the gym. I'm going to be going back this week. Now that I feel like my legs feel are normal again, I'm going to do my one and a half, two hour routine the three times a week that I do it. And sometimes it's just two times a week. But the primary thing is that I take what I like to call the Italian approach to caloric intake. Because if you've ever been to Italy, you're probably not too familiar with Italian breakfast. Even when you go there. Let's start off with that. Has anybody heard of the Italian breakfast? Is Italy famous for its breakfast? Do you know any foods that are famous for eating breakfast in Italy? No, because they typically don't really eat breakfast. They have a little bit of bread, maybe an, an espresso, a coffee. What about Italian lunch? Maybe a little pasta, maybe a salad. But Italians are famous for their gorging at dinner time. What they do is a daily basis for most Italians, and I saw it when I was there, they don't eat a whole lot for breakfast and lunch. And then at dinner time, they make an incredibly rich, incredibly savory meal that covers a half or sometimes two-thirds or three-quarters of their caloric intake throughout the day. Because Italian dinner time, a full course meal is like four or five courses, sometimes of multiple pasta dishes. And... That was something that I couldn't really do because I do try to eat pretty consistently starting around lunchtime, but on an average day, my breakfast is just a bowl of cereal. So somewhat similar to the Italian approach, I make sure that if I'm going to eat something extremely rich at whatever time of the day, and normally it's dinner time, I'm staying conscious of the fact that I cannot gorge myself for breakfast, I can't gorge myself for lunch, I'm not going to do the same caloric intake as I do for dinner time. 
the Italian approach. And so far, that's worked pretty damn well for me. This is something that I could definitely advise people to try because I really think that if you start the day off in a low-calorie mode, that's going to help you not crave as much throughout the day instead of eating immediately when you get up. You know, you've already activated your stomach, your body's ready for food. Then lunchtime rolls around, you're full on hungry, you're going to have a full meal for lunch too, probably going to be full on hungry for dinner, and then you had three full big meals throughout the day. One thing I can suggest is that if you want to cut some calories, ultralight breakfast or skip the breakfast altogether, light lunch, and then focus on one delicious meal at the end of the day of something that you really, really enjoy, made with fresh ingredients, that you can be proud of and serve to your family. I mean, last night, salmon was for dinner. Really, really good. Um, light breakfast yesterday, just a small bowl of cereal. Lunch, snacks, <laughs> literally just one of the little Sargento to-go eaters. And then salmon meal with not, lots of rice, higher calorie, lots of richness, also, that helps you hold over through the breakfast period. So if you want to save some calories, I definitely suggest skipping breakfast, light lunch, gorging at dinner time helps to hold you over for breakfast through lunch. Once we get back, y'all, we will continue our Blue Zone discussion today. Stay tuned after the break. Listen to the Total Wealth Academy radio show Monday through Saturday and learn how to build a second stream of income with real estate and lead a more balanced life. Check TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for showtimes. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I'm your host, Trevor Davis. Now, let's do the stock market update for the day at the halfway point. If you've been watching the news recently, you probably know that the stock market has been doing some pretty hefty tanking. And by that, I mean that we are now officially at the lowest point year to date since I've started taking account of the losses of the stock market. We started at negative 12.4% for the Dow Jones. The Dow Jones is now negative 19.82% year to date to today from January 1st, negative 19.82%. So that's a fun loss. You've got S&P 500 now at negative 22.58% year to date. And the biggest loser again, NASDAQ. It is now negative 30.93% year to date. Almost a full third of its value has been wiped out Whatever stocks you have that are involved in the NASDAQ valuation have lost on average negative 30%. That's the stock market for you. It does the same thing over and over and over again. And people treat the stock market like it's a sure bet, like it's going to always go up. And people now are not really looking at the reality of the situation. 
They're acting like this is going to be a small dip. This is going to be very temporary. We're not going to have a big crash like something in 2008 and 9. I don't agree with that assessment because of history. We don't see crashes that just get small, especially after periods of extreme growth in high markets. Basically, the bigger the river, the bigger the drought, that's the way the stock market works. So if we're going to be seeing more of a down market, that's what's most likely. So please prepare yourself for the reality of the stock market. If you're involved in the stock market, get something like real estate to weather the storms of the stock market ups and downs. I'm not the person that says nuke your entire stock portfolio. I think that's probably not the best choice for most people. Some people, yes, because if your whole stock portfolio is in a bunch of junk, you don't want to lose all of your money. You better liquidate and get the hell out as soon as possible. But make sure you've got something that works in both the up and down markets like real estate. So contest real quick. I want to throw this out to y'all. If you can guess what country is the same size as all of the world's cities, towns, um, infrastructure, everything humans live, every structure that a human lives in, everything put together, if it were one country on the face of the world, what country would that be? So you have to combine every city, every town, every village, all infrastructure, every built-up area that humanity has as of today. What size country is that equal to? If you get this correct and you're a member, I will extend your membership for free for one year. If you are not a member, I will give you a one-year membership for $99. If you want to call in and guess which country that is, that's 281-558-5738. You will have one guess. So if you want to take advantage of this and figure out which country that is, give us a call at 281-558-5738. That'll be a $99 one-year membership if you are not a member or a free year extension if you are. Now, we were talking about Italy just now. And to talk about the Italian approach, we've got somewhat of a similar lifestyle to the people in Okinawa, Japan. The primary thing here is that in Ogliastra region of Sardinia, which is the big island in the Mediterranean, they're consuming 47% of their daily calories from whole grains, which is primarily barley that's grown on the island. And, you know, you could swap that with wheat and that'd be just fine. Nutritionally, they're relatively similar. So 47% is coming from the barley. And then 26% of their calories are coming from dairy. Sheep milk primarily and goat's milk primarily. So there's been some interesting stuff out there that suggested that dairy consumption might be risky. But it doesn't seem to really add up once you see the results combined with an active lifestyle. You know, we're born drinking milk and 
it seems to be okay for us to drink milk from other animals. That's what we humans do and doing for thousands upon thousands of years. So cow's milk seems to be fine as well. This is primarily sheep and goat's milk, but it seems to be just as fine if it's cow's milk as well. And there's actually, for cheese fans, there's some studies that indicate that cheese is actually something that can be neuroprotective, can be good for your brain, which is pretty interesting. So if you love cheese like me, that's kind of good news. So back to these Italians in Sardinia in the Ogliastria region. They have 12% vegetables and then only 5% meat and fish. So there's that f small portion, you know, that less than 10% portion of animal flesh products. So they're still eating meat, but it, it's, a, it's sort of like a once or twice a week thing where they'll have a meat meal at the end of the week. Let's say they, they slaughter a goat, they serve up the goat, they eat everything. It's shared amongst the people in the house, shared with neighbors in the village. But it's not something that they're eating on a daily basis. And it's also not processed meat. The processed meat is something that's very concerning because of the preservatives in it and the nitrates and nitrites, which are, have been linked explicitly on their own to carcinogenic properties causing cancer in the body. Those things are definitely not something you want to put in your body. So if you're going to eat meat, definitely make sure that it doesn't have any of those preservatives in it or those nitrates and nitrites. Um, lots of lunch meats have that. Um, spam has that. A lot, some bacons have it. Make sure you're getting your uncured bacon. You, make, you just want to make sure that this meat is not filled with a bunch of junk that doesn't need to be there, that it's going to be pure. The fun thing, too, about the Sardinians is that they love to drink wine. If you're a wine drinker, wine can be something as part of a healthy Blue Zone tier diet. Now, these people are drinking literally a, a glass of wine. Some people are drinking glass and a half, sometimes two, a day. They're not getting blazed off their minds. They're not getting wasted. They're not getting drunk. They're enjoying one or two glasses of good wine. And it's typically red wine. And if there's any significance here nutrition-wise, the red wine drinkers have a bonus because the antioxidants, including resveratrol, that are in grapes are primarily in the grape skins. When you do a white wine, you ferment it without the grape skins. With the red wine, you ferment it with the grape skins. So the red wine gets those nutritions, nutritional value, and fills with those antioxidants. So the red wine drinkers do actually have a nutritional advantage over the white wine drinkers. You know, if you want to do both, you can do both, but the white wine is not going to have the antioxidants that the red wine does. So they like to drink a wine called Cannonale that's actually quite good. Now, if you've ever been to Central America, we talk about Mexico, we talk about Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, and Panama. There's there's a lot of obesity um, in a lot of Central American countries, and Mexico, like the United States, is a very obese country. I mean, we, us in Mexico are, are neck and neck. Um, we're the seventh fattest in the world. I believe Mexico is the sixth. So 
we've actually got pretty similar diets ultimately, but farther south in Costa Rica is another blue zone in Nicoya Peninsula where, again, we're looking at lots of dairy and lots of whole grains. It's one of the funnest things about studying these blue zones is that you get to see that some of the dietary restrictions that are kind of harked on, you know, don't really pan out for these people at the very least because of some other significant factors. With the main significant factor being, and to emphasize, is the physical activity. Because to a certain extent, while we argue that the diet is 80% and the activity is 20%, you know, these foods that are really bad when you're inactive are not bad at all when you are. So the dairy, again, is 24% with the Nicoyan Costa Ricans, 26% whole grains, 14% vegetables. And here's a fun one. Have y'all heard about the no-sugar diet? That's a big thing that's going around these days, and there are some indicators that too much sugar is bad. But 11% of their calories in Nicoya are coming from white sugar, regular sugar added to their coffees and desserts that they eat on a regular basis. And they like to live, intend to live, to the age of 90 and 100 more so than other people. So maybe sugar is not that bad after all. Once we get back to the final segment, folks, we'll do the final invitation for the Caribbean Fest on Saturday, and I hope to see you there. We'll be back after the break. Listen to the Total Wealth Academy radio show Monday through Saturday and learn how to build a second stream of income with real estate and lead a more balanced life. Check TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for showtimes. Thank you. All right, everybody, we are back for the final segment of today's show. And I want to make sure that everybody has a chance to try and call in for this contest today. If you can guess which country is the same size as all of the cities, towns, villages, and infrastructure in the world combined, I will extend your membership for free by one year. If you are a Wealth Mastery member with us, or if you are not a member and you want to join the Wealth Mastery membership, I will do that for you for $99 for one year. So if you can guess it, give us a call at 281-558-5738, and we'll get that taken care of for you. Now, we are going to wrap up with the blue zones here. The second-to-last blue zone is in Greece, so right across the Mediterranean in Ikaria, Greece, We've got the island right next to Turkey where they eat a ton of vegetables. If there's one spot out of these four that talks and emphasizes for the vegetarian lifestyle, it is this one. Because while they're not full-on vegetarian or vegan, they're eating the vast majority of their diet from the classic vegetarian approach, 46% is coming from their vegetables of all types. 16% fruits, 11% legumes, the beans, and 6% olive oil. Now, olive oils become very popular here in the U.S., and that's a really, really good thing because so far there's been no other dietary oil out there 
that provides more verifiable health benefits than olive oil. Olive oil is seriously good stuff. If you put that on your salad, if you cook your fish meats in it, if you throw that in breads, it is something that's going to provide some significant health benefits to your cardiovascular system and also does have some neuroprotective abilities too that keeps your brain healthy and might prevent the onset of diseases like dementia. It's something that some people will take shots of because that's actually good, really good for you too. Just make sure you're getting your olive oil in a day. Take about a tablespoon and get those unsaturated fats into your system. And whatever else it is in the olive oil that's allowing it to get so many health benefits for you. So if you don't have olive oil in your house already, get yourself some olive oil. If you want to be healthier, use a lot of butter, replace some of your butter usage with olive oil. You know, instead of doing butter toast in the morning, just dip your bread in olive oil, for example. It's extremely good for you. It's so far the best verifiable dietary oil there is with the best health benefits and one of the best fat profiles. The other takeaway here is that with the 11% legumes, my college professor for nutrition concluded her class on the very last day. She said, if there's nothing else that you take from this class, take this, eat more beans. Because for a protein source, a fiber source, a vitamin and mineral source, there's nothing that beats beans. Beans are extremely good for you. They're extremely rich, extremely flavorful. Just throw some beans in a salad, make some bean stew. That's what I like to do. Put a side of beans with your chicken or your steak or whatever, but throw some beans into your dietary plan for the week because the fiber is something that allows you to prevent the development of colon cancer especially. That's a high risk factor. It's low fiber, high meat diets. Especially if you don't have any fiber and you eat a ton of red meat, that's something that radically increases your colon cancer risk. So make sure you're eating fiber with it if you're going to decide to eat red meat too. They eat a lot of sweets as well, but we're still looking at the only 6%, 5% total meat, 6% with the fish. So 1% is going to be the other meat. So still small portion, you know, once or twice a week. We have to make sure that we talk about keeping your friends and family close. All of these groups have strong social bonds, not only with the family, but also with friends. In Okinawa, they have what's called a moai, which is a trans-Pacific term because you hear the word moai in lots of Pacific Islander culture in the South Pacific. It's the group of lifelong friends. You say... You're six, seven years old, you start elementary school, and you have a group of five that says, look, we're going to be friends, like, in this forever. Like, we are in this together. And no matter what happens, we're going to stay in touch. And if one of us falls on hard times, we're going to pull together, help you get your, your butt back in the saddle, and get back to it. So they stay in touch and meet on a regular basis. It's typically a weekly basis with their friends. 
But all of these cultures are making sure that they stay close and connected to their families and friends. And of course, every dynamic is going to be a little different because we don't necessarily agree on all things with the family member, but you have to make sure that you agree on the loving family dynamic no matter what, and you're going to stay in touch because there's going to be significant health benefits for both of you. And honestly, if you want to talk about procrastination with something and regretting something, I mean, for me, I don't want to regret not interacting with my friends or family, getting out of touch with them simply because I decided to be lazy about it. Don't regret that. Don't do something that'll make you regret your friendships and your family relationships. Stay in touch, stay in contact. Even a little call or a text message sometimes can do the trick. But cultivate those relationships. That's also one of the biggest things that prevent prevents the development of a disease like dementia and a whole lot of stress-related diseases when you know that you've got the support and you've got these connections. So finally, finally, we actually have a blue zone that's here in the United States of America, which is shocking because I talk a lot about the obesity epidemic in our country as the one of the fattest top 10 countries in the world when only 25%, it's actually a little less than that, but 25% right at are actually in shape in this country and everybody else is overweight or worse, full-on obese. So we've got to make sure as Americans that we're taking care of our bodies better. If we want to be the international leaders that we already are, I would argue that we should also be the fittest and healthiest people on the planet. I mean, you'd think that a country that got to the position that we were at would want more for ourselves, better results for ourselves, and we wouldn't end up being in this situation of obesity. But I think we've just got to change our approach to food and activity and be more encouraging to other people whenever something's working out. You know, if something's clearly working for somebody, you don't need to say that they're going to get fat when they turn 50. That's not productive. That's the same goalpost moving that's been told to me ever since I was in high school. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to let it happen. I don't want it to happen. That's why I choose to exercise and eat the way that I do. So out here in Loma Linda, California, whole grains are once again king. Now, Loma Linda, California, we're focusing specifically on the Seventh-day Adventists. Now, I've we actually have a couple members that are Adventists, so they're probably already familiar with this diet, but here goes. So 33% whole grains... The 27% fruits, 12% legumes, so the beans, 10% dairy, and then only 4% meat. So the highest percentage of meat was in Greece at 6%, so 4, 5, 6%, very, very small amounts of meat consumption for the people that are living this long. Now, of course, in all of these groups, 
We have some associations where people are not doing these exact lifestyles and aren't necessarily getting those results. Dan Butner, who wrote The Blue Zones, is focusing on the people that are, of course, getting these results. That's not to say everybody in these areas are, but the people that are following this specific nutrition plan and activity plan are getting these results, overwhelmingly so. Now, the Adventist breakfast is the steel-cut oats with the blueberries mixed in. I love blueberries. I love oats. Good snack during the day, nuts of all types. Drink five to six glasses of water and staying active with volunteering or a church in the Adventist community. So staying active, staying socially connected, making sure that you're not just sitting around each day doing a whole lot of nothing. Stay active with your community, friends, and family all the nutrition and activity in the world cannot help you from having poor relationships or no relationships. Make sure you're cultivating your friends and the relationships with your loved ones. So that's the wrap-up with the Blue Zones. I want to conclude our show today with the final invitation to our expo on Saturday. This is our Caribbean Fest Expo. This happens twice a year. The previous one was a Greek Expo, and I know I'm going to see a lot of familiar faces out on Saturday. But starts at 9 a.m. If you want to sign up, all you have to do is go to TotalWealthAcademy.com forward slash expo. TotalWealthAcademy.com forward slash expo. We've got a couple seats left for you. This is 100% free, by the way. So come on out, meet us, meet Steve, and meet Tragen from the Tony Robbins Group. I will see you on Saturday. Thank you so much, and I'll see you all next week at Total Wealth Academy Radio Show. You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.